Hello. Well, hello there. Mohala. So I want to give you a gift here. Ooh. This is a lime. A lime. So if you're watching on Facebook at uh, facebook.com forward slash Dos Marcos podcast, you can see what we're about to do. Ooh. And you have no idea what we're about to do. I have no idea what but we're I about to do. I need you to take this lime. Oh, you're not going to make me eat this. Okay, no, here's what we're going to do. There's an internet sensation going on. Ooh. And I found this, but it was... Can we die from this? Because a lot of these internet sensations you can die from, you know? <laughs> the cinnamon thing, people, like thousands of people have died from that. Unless you're a horse and Quinn's around wanting to beat, <laughs> beat a live that, horse. Right. Beat a horse. That was that another podcast. I think we're safe. So here's, here's the experiment that they were doing. Right. And I saw this video on YouTube, and it was uh, um, kind of a thing that was happening mainly in China, Southeast Asia. But they what they did is they took a lo- uh, lemon. Okay. And the experiment is you have to film yourself taking all the juice of the lemon uh-huh. and not have a reaction. Oh, so that's what we're gonna do. So okay, you're you're, you're gonna go first, right? Your goal here is <laughs> you want me to go first? Okay. So your goal is take. Oh, should we have a should we have a, a lime off and do it at the same time? This is gonna be a lime off. So, so we need you time? to we need you to vote. All right. No, no. Let's do it one at a time. One at a time. All right. So you're first. So y'all go first. Okay. So my goal here is take. All the juice from the lime, bite yeah. into it, yeah. have no reaction. All right. So how long do you get? Like how long do you? How long will this take? Uh, like five seconds, I so think. Five seconds. If you can go five seconds with no reaction. Okay, no reaction. <laughs> okay, let's go. So count me down. Okay, five, four, three. Take it in. There you go. Look at the camera. That's pretty good. So that would be successful. <laughs> example That's pretty of success. good. See, See I, I kind of is... prime this for me. I love lime. I love lime. This is not going to go well for me because right, I don't Quinn's like go my kids. I'll eat that Sour Patch stuff and I can't stand it. All right. Okay. Quinn's going to go now. Lime. Here we go. Three, two, one. Five. Four. Three. Two. One. <laughs> Maybe the lemon is harder. The lemon must be harder. It must be much more bad. difficult. Yeah, I kind of here. All you right, want you want round two? No, I don't want here, round just have two. Round two. I'm gonna have. No. Some, I love lime. I so love it, cherry limeade. I love lime. Figures. You know what else I love? I love nationwide. Do you know why I love nationwide? Because nationwide. That was a little more tart. That next one was it really? Yeah. Well, then, then you. I, I guess I missed out on not having that. Nationwide is our headline sponsor, Kinsley. And here's what's so great about Nationwide. There's so many reasons. Well, and one of the things for me is if you if like the Lime experiment, mm-hmm. you're getting no reaction from your customers, Ooh. you need to up your game. You got to up your game. You got to up your game with, you know, the suite of assets they have, the strategic partnerships they have with their field reps. They're out there as consultants. Now it's starting to kick in that Lime a little bit. Mm-hmm. Can, um, I, can we talk about one of the aspects of that though, which is their learning platform? Learning platform. Super cool. I, I need to get a deeper behind the scenes look at their learning platform because I love the concept and you've seen more of it. Um, but this idea that you can deliver training in a relevant way online, track it. And as a retailer, you could take some of the training assets that are existing and you can add your own to it. So you can tailor it down to what you need. You can. And I was listening to him tell me about this learning platform and I have to admit who him, uh, that would be Mike. Mike Whitaker. Whitaker. The man with no title. Whitaker, the man that is miscellaneous, no title. 
And he's telling me about his learning platform, and I'm I'm sitting there listening skeptically, and I'm thinking to myself, okay, so how do like how do you get them to watch the videos and do the training? Because fine, it's there, but do people actually use it? You know what they do? What they incentivize people. Ooh. And so if you go, how to get it done? Well, number one, it's it's important because if you learn, then you're going to make yourself more dangerous and allow yourself to make more money. There's that. But in addition, um, you can earn points that go onto a gift card. And so you get like, you know, like a, a gift card where you can spend some money. Super cool. And so that's that. a, a great way to motivate the learner. And I love that. And that's what they do. And they have, I don't know, like 300,000 uh, like certifications that were done in just like yesterday. Yes. Well, that's a lot <laughs> in one day. No, I'm kidding. But it's that's like a, a very short period of time. But how cool is that, right? You just go uh, learn at your own pace, learn about the products, uh, have world-class trainers, by the way, because you can't have like the trainer, like Bob Munkle, for instance, mm. in our industry. Uh, he's on a video and he gets to train. He can't go everywhere. He can't be in 5,500 retail doors. He's in a lot of places. He's in a lot of places. But not you can't be everywhere. But you can't once. be everywhere. So you can go get a little taste of Bob right there on their learning platform. So. Cool. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. And if you're a nationwide member, you have access to the learning platform. Check it out. Re-engage with it. If you're not a nationwide member, you can check out uh, all of the learning platform info or get a taste of it and everything else Nationwide has to offer at nationwidegroup.com. Or check it out. Dos Marcos Podcast. It's the greatest mattress industry podcast on the planet. Wait, isn't this the only mattress industry podcast? He's Mark Kensley. I truly felt bad for you at the time. He's Mark Quinn. I think Bigfoot was actually very pleasant. Together, they are Dos Marcos. I want to know what it was like to see Tiger Woods in person because oh, this just yeah. happened to you. It did. Uh, speaking of nationwide, Mike Whitaker invited me to Florida. Uh, to Florida. Hello, to Georgia. You went to Florida to see Florida, man. <laughs> I went to I went to Florida. See what's going on here? To see um, Augusta. No, I, he invited me to the Masters, and I had never been. My dad was going to take me once. And he took my brother and I, but I woke up with a big fever and flew that day, so I couldn't go. So it really bummed me out. But anyway, Mike calls, says, hey, I happen to have an extra badge. So got on a plane, flew out, and I got to go to the Masters. And so the, the real quick story on that is we got there early, and um, we were able to put our chairs out. So we got front row, Kinsley, of the 16th hole tee box, essentially. And so we, we put our chairs out, and I could look to my right, and I could see the 15th green and I could look to my left and I, and I was like, you know, not far at all from the guys teeing off on 16, which is that little par three. And so, it, and then, and then you get to see them put out on the 16th green. It was amazing. And so all the golfers had to walk right by us uh, on their way from the 15th green to the 16th tee box. And so I was like maybe three feet from all the golfers. I have never in my entire life sensed a human being's presence to the degree that I did Tiger Woods that day. So let me paint you the picture. Tiger Greens, Tiger Wood, Tiger Woods on the 15th green drops his putt in to take the lead in the Masters, right? So birdie's 15. Birdie's 15. Takes the lead in the Masters. People are freaking out. And let me tell you. Everyone at uh, Augusta National that day, not everyone, but I'm going to tell you a large majority, everybody was kind of behind him. Like, 
you could hear roars on the course that were supporting some golfers, but then you heard a tiger roar, completely different roar, right? I mean, it was mad. so you could just tell when Tiger was doing something. So anyway, um, he walks by me after making that that putt um, and getting that birdie, and I've like the look on his face, like there's this, like when you're in a zone, you know, like you're really dialed into something. There's the zone, and there's what Tiger was that day. I can't even explain it to you. The intensity coming out of that guy going to the 16th green, which, by the way, he drops that shot on the 16th green within a foot or two and birdie 16. And those two strokes, those two birdies, set him up for the win at the Masters. It was the most amazing experience ever when I was like, just got to see somebody so dialed in like he was. It was an amazing experience. Steven Pressfield has a book called The War of Art, and you should listen to it on tape. Reading it doesn't do any justice, but he's a golf fan. Steven Pressfield wrote The Legend of Bagger Vance. Oh, and so he's a huge fan of golf, and he talks about what it takes to be world class. And he references Tiger in that book, and he said he remembers uh, being at a tournament and seeing Tiger. And this is back when, you know, before cell phone cameras, when you had cameras that were making loud clicking sounds. You know, yeah. the flashes going off and all. And you still have that, you know, for the most part, it's cell phone cameras. So in the middle of Tiger's backswing, this guy, Tiger uh. freezes it in the middle of his backswing, shoots this guy a look of like the death stare, the death stare, walks back behind his ball, readjusts, steps up, cranks it 330 down the middle. Wow. Yeah, I, I don't it's a know. Different, it's a different level that he's playing at and a different mental space he's playing in, I think, it, too. It, it's so different. And I, I, don't, I don't even know. Like, I, I think it's weird that I'm talking about it that way. But I'm telling you, Kinsley, never have I sensed it. So I, here's what I think happened. He birdies 15. And I really think in his head, what he's starting to think about is, I can win this. Like, not that he wasn't thinking that before. But I think maybe at that moment, there was some realization. I'd love to hear him talk about it. But there was some realization that, man, I'm, I'm three holes away from taking home another green jacket. And I don't know. It was just so cool. And I thought it was really nice of him to stop on his way to the 16th tee box and ask me my advice on how he should play 16. And what did you tell him? I just said, just hit it and get it really close to that little cup down what there. What did he do next? And he did the same exact thing that I said. Good for so you yeah. may have contributed to Tiger Woods I, I think, winning. The, I think that's I, what I'm hearing. I think I had a lot to do with it, honestly. So okay, from a mentality standpoint, though, I'm going to take a different tack. I don't think Tiger birdied 15 and then thought I could win this thing. I think Tiger woke up the day of the Masters when it started and said, "From day one, I'm going to win this thing." No, I no doubt in my mind because that's how a guy like that thinks. There's, a, I mean, I think you have to go in thinking that way for sure but so maybe it wasn't quite like that but i'm telling you man when when he hit that birdie on 15 maybe it was a validation it was a a moment of realization like i'm really close you know what i mean like i I really he's like i'm gonna put the last nail in this coffin yeah it's mine now because you know it was interesting man they they had some leaders there that day that were playing really consistent golf and that's the masters man i mean Mm. it's like but you can't count him out but anyway it was just that Thanks to Mike Whitaker. I, I don't even know. That's a bucket list thing for sure. Yeah. Uh, and, I think uh, my invitation must have just got lost in the mail. <laughs> Do you know what he so said? I think, I'm thinking it's out there and it's probably hanging out in cyberspace or something. Do you know what he said to me? He said, Do you think Kinsley's mad at us right now? Hey, Sam Smith, Jerry Bergeroni, 
What's up, y'all? Borgini, who kidnapped the Beach Boy, and Javier. How you doing, guys? What's up, y'all? Um, I think that. Um, Oh, Mike said to me, do you think Kinsley's mad at us because he's not here? And I said, no, man, that's not like Kinsley. You know, Kinsley's very happy when I told him I was going. He was like fired up. And then and then Mike said, we should bring him. But if we're going to bring him, we should make him do something crazy. And I said, like what, like what kind of crazy? He said, maybe shave his head. I said, he'll <laughs> never come to the Masters. So anyway, well, he did think to... about you and he we, we talked about you. Well, I got an invitation to play some pickup basketball with Michael Jordan, so I'm I'm going to take somebody. Instead. I don't know who I'm going to take, right. but All I'm right. going to take somebody for sure. So anyway, th- but <laughs> oh, by the way, it's I talk, not going to be me. Is that a, what you're saying? I talked to a kid who was caddying one day at, at a golf course. I think it was in the Chicago area. And he said these two giant men came walking over the hill. It was Jordan and Tiger Woods. He caddied for him. Oh, no way. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. You know, you know, I love, I don't know if this is one to one an analogy, but Tiger Woods as a comeback story is nothing to be underplayed because this is a guy that most yeah. people, whenever they go through a major scandal like that and they're a professional athlete, you know what they do? They reinvent themselves. Mm-hmm. Tiger didn't reinvent himself. He became more of who he was and made a massive comeback to win the Masters now and, and be, be the force that he was before. And you know that's that mentality and cultivating that over time has a, a flywheel effect to it. You know what I mean? But I mean, you think about Earl Cluft in the mattress industry. You know, Earl got out of the industry after he sold his company, comes back with Heirloom. I think that's how that played out. Right. And made it a winner. You he know? did. He did. And then, you know, obviously Earl passed, you know, last year or the year before. But, he, you know, he was a guy that had a winning mentality and had a vision and um, I, the Tiger Woods story to, is, to me is astonishing. It is. And here's a guy that was in the public eye. And when you're there and you fail the way he did, uh, some very embarrassing things happened to him. Uh, and so there was that. He lost his wife. Uh, he got into some real trouble in terms of his health and his back and surgeries. So he did. He had to relearn how to swing in his new with his new body and the, and, and the way his back was reacting to his sport. Uh, so he had a lot to deal with. So he did have to reinvent himself in many, many ways and doing it very publicly, by the way. Uh, and, and so not only that, but here's what's interesting. Not only did he reinvent himself, but he had a lot of people mad at him early on. When, you, when you're number one anyway, there's a lot of jealousy and envy and people that maybe don't want you to succeed or they want to see you fall. People were way behind him. Like they really supported him. I think it's just an acknowledgement from some of the people that, hey, you know what? You you identify a little bit, don't you? And someone else is suffering. And so just his charge back and climb back up the hill. I think people wanted to see him, uh, wanted to see him succeed. And that's what they got that day. What a huge thing. You know, know, and, and the thing is, and you talk about this being a bucket list item. How cool is it to see up close and personal what a world-class event looks like. By the way, can you straighten up your chair a little bit here? What am I doing? Just straighten up your chair. Like, this is oh. the Dos Marcos podcast. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So, in, <laughs> at, at a go, so the we talk about the wow of going there. Uh, there was a couple of things, Kinsley. One was when you walk in, it's just the, the majesty of the... the it's, it's, it's a thing, because you're like walking into Augusta National, so you're like, oh my gosh, and it's gorgeous. 
and and then some things that blew me away, like the the sandwiches and the food, like three bucks, two fifty, something like that. You know, that wowed me in a weird way because I'm like, really? I mean, it's like twenty five dollars for a sandwich at a baseball game. Or you something. probably have one of the biggest collection of millionaires and billionaires oh. on the planet, and they're selling three dollars sandwiches. Well, no, no doubt, and and it's but their own recipe, right? I love that. There's tr- tradition is a great umbrella for this place. Mm. Pimento cheese sandwiches, egg salad sandwiches, all recipes they've used forever. Fried chicken sandwiches, two fifty three bucks. Um, beer, three dollars. Were you just like mowing down chicken sandwiches and pimento cheese? Honestly, I think I had four sandwiches. Good for you. I'm a sandwich guy too. <laughs> so I like, like a sandwich. Like, I, I I had to try them all, right? Uh, and then and I had to try all the beers. Right? All the beers. I had too. to try I, them all. <laughs> a world around the world with the beers. Um, no, that. And then yeah, so we got there early enough, then we put out our chairs. And I was like nervous, if that makes any sense. I'm like putting my chair out and the, the, the whole attendant came over. He was in a caddy. Did you uniform. walk in with like your bag chair? Yeah, no, 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 no. Are you crazy? <laughs> what do you say putting out your chair? I just imagine. No, but that's what it is. It's a bag chair, but they're master's chairs, mm. right? So they're very particular. They don't even want you to, they don't want blue and red and yellow chairs in a row. It's a master's green chair. Your name can be in a little business card slot on the back. But when we put him down, the whole attendant came over and he goes, no, 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 no. I go, what are you talking about? He goes, you're front row, man. You're going to be on CBS television. This row of chairs has to be as straight as an Amish fence. I'm like, what the hell is an Amish fence? Yeah. His point was that, I mean, but that must be a really straight fence. And so we would we went shopping and we came back to our chairs and we put our bag of stuff right next to our chairs. He's like, no, 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 no. That goes behind your chair. You're on CBS television, man. You got to put that. So I'm like, wow, these guys are serious. Yeah, he's like, when was the last time you saw an Amish fence with a bunch of junk sitting out in front of That's it like you have? Exactly Amish right. Amish fence is the word that we're going for. That's the style we're after. But the attention to detail was a wow. Mm. The fact that there were 20,000 people at the course that day, nobody on a phone, right? Because you can't bring your phones in. That was what do you do with wow. the phone? You, you have to leave it in your car. I see. Yeah. If you, if you try to bring it in, you, you they wand you and you go through security. So you can't bring anything like that in. And so, yeah, but just, I don't know. There's so many things about it and just how nice everyone was and the merchandise building when you can go in and buy it. You know, they don't sell these things at Academy shirts and hats. The only day you can buy a master's apparel. Which that you right have there. on right now. That's it, right there. But usually, that's funny, you usually have a whale on your shirt right there. Well, it's but a, now you have that. It's a master's logo yeah, right Yeah, the there. master's Check logo. It out. But you can only buy that stuff one day uh, a year, uh, and it's or one weekend a year, and it's at the master's tournament. So a lot of wows. So part of it was, you know, what are you doing? So let's transition that into the, the mattress industry. It's, it's one thing. In the past, I mean, we've talked about this. We love to go out and see what does world class look like, right? Because that's that's a great way to put it. That's who you want to emulate, and that's who you should want to be. I mean, if you're going to show up every day and do your job, and build your business, or run your retail store, or your mattress brand, or your supplier brand, why not look at world class and shoot for that? But you have to see it. You have to experience it. It's like when I was in New York City one day, I took off and walked 11 miles to go to the best retailers in New York City. All with one goal in mind, absorb world-class. You may not do anything with it right away one-to-one, but absorb it, learn from it, catalog those ideas, and then put them into play in some way. Because if you're shooting for world-class, most people around you are not. It, it's, a, it's a great thing to, to think about. What is your benchmark, right? And so in this case, obviously, the 
Masters tournament is the benchmark of golf. It's not unlike this is the benchmark for mattress industry podcasts. This one for sure. Like there, I mean, you can't get any better. When you look better. at world class mattress industry this podcast, is this right. is the one. It should be right there. Wikipedia best world class best galaxy galaxy's best mattress podcast. Yeah. It is this one for sure. By the way, I think you can update Wikipedia on our own. We should do that. We should do that. Um, I don't think we're on there yet, but um, and so the other thing you just said though was experience because you can't really explain it uh, if you if you've been to the Masters you you'll understand the experience of that but just to kind of walk in and the mood and the feeling and being around the people and i don't know it's an experience so if you can create that kind of experience think about that in the store kinsley if if the customer comes in and, and you might be listening to this and going okay fine you're gonna try to make some parallel between a master's experience and a store experience let me tell you why not why not because you can create if can you here's a question can you create an experience in the store that has someone coming into it going, wow, didn't see that coming, right? That's a wow for me. Uh, or delighted even after they leave because of something you do that they didn't expect. So it's kind of the unexpected. But make them feel something, right? And I think you can totally do that. Can you think of any examples that you've seen or that you might give up as suggestions? From a retail standpoint, it's tough. I don't see a lot of it until you do go... To places like New York City and, and it's world class. Even there, the the feeling is really managed by the experience that they're creating with product and with display and with interaction. But you, when you're there, you're you're having a crowd experience, right? You know, I, I think when I look at the opposite, like some things that don't necessarily work so well, I go into retailers often. You know, I've been into several big retailers, and anytime I see somebody with an earpiece on. And they come up to greet me and then they kind of guide me to different things in the store. I'm thinking they're talking on their earpieces about me and they're going to come attack me at some point whenever they see me get to a certain spot. Like earpieces mean you're secret service. You know what I mean? I, Your attention may be diverted. Right. Yeah, right. And I, I, so I that. like that's just a detail. And, and I know it's probably to improve communication of their team. But the optics of that don't work and automatically there's a defense that goes up. So you got to think, I mean, are you doing, are you putting in the work to find out from the people who don't buy why that experience didn't translate for them or why they weren't feeling good about it? There's value in, you know, trying to find that stuff out and dissect it and then look at world class and recreate it. And here's the thing. You really do need to be at places like this and be a participant observer, not just a passive consumer. And think, what are they doing that I'm not doing that's making them better than me? Well, and, and if you don't figure that out, you could be in trouble. So I think, so benchmarks in our industry, that's going back to that comment about the masters being that for the golf. But let's think about a couple of low cost solutions. And by the way, wow doesn't cost anything in some cases. Wow could be a thank you note, handwritten thank you note. So you go visit a store, they get your email. They send you some information based on what you're after. And a handwritten thank you note goes a long way. I mean, how often do you get those from anybody? I mean, it doesn't happen. Joe Girard, the greatest uh, salesperson in history, um, would send everyone that he had contact information for, everyone, every month, a letter that just said, I like you. Wow. Joe Girard, I like you. And he was, I mean, he, he was a car salesman, I think, in Phoenix. And he did more than like, 
the average of 95 lots combined on his own. Wow. <laughs> so he's like, he's in the Guinness Book of World Records as the greatest salesman of all time. And all he did was consistency over time with delight. And it was, I like you. And obviously he would do something fun and creative around St. Patrick's Day or 4th of July. Like he would tailor his message to context there. But that consistency, which other people weren't willing to do, paid the bills and made him millions. Big time. What about if you're delivering a mattress and you leave him a little box of chocolates at the end and you go, hey, thanks for buying from us. Here's your care instruction card and here's a little box of chocolates. We appreciate you buying. Or what if you got that in the mail? In uh, saying, hey, hope your new mattress is going great. Here's some truffles or something cool. Uh, you wouldn't expect that, right? Um, what about even when they come in, um, you gave them some sort of experience they didn't expect. Maybe you gave something to the kid. You had a little toy chest where the kid got to go over, open it up, and pick something out. Uh, and maybe it's a little toy that they could play with while mom and or dad Or dog shop. toys if they have dogs. You know, Keep some point. of that stuff on board. Yeah. Because so dogs want to attack delivery people usually anyway. No kidding. So tell me this. Uh, take it outside of the mattress industry. And let's talk about, um, can you think of any example that maybe wowed you that uh, just kind of a fun story to tell? Well, by the way, real quickly. Yeah. If anybody hears what it sounds like uh, people uh, body slamming each other, there, there happens to be above where we record our podcast, a foosball table. Yeah. And so they... Play the foosball. Yeah, at uh, noon is lunch here, and so that's what they're doing. Yes, that's so what they're doing. They're, it's a tournament, foosball tournament. We should go play. You want some of this? Huh? <laughs> I mean... You and me. The So, like, we're a team, though. Like, we're, yeah, he and I against one of same you. Same side of the table. Like, you're, it's one person. You're the goalie, so if we get scored on, I can just look at you in disgust. Surprise and delight. Uh, the other day, um, as bad as, as this is... Um, I always pay off my credit cards each month, but I got a different credit card for some travel stuff. Yeah. And, you know, with all the travel I do, it made sense and you get more miles and all that fun stuff. Thank you, man. Appreciate that. Um, <laughs> Joe stepped in and made made the foosball stop. Wow. That was really nice of him. That's awfully nice of him. Um, so anyway, I got this credit card and they sent me an email and they said, there's a personalized video waiting for you. And sure enough, I clicked on it and it said, hey, Mark, thanks for signing up. For your credit card. That's really cool. Blah, blah, blah. And then it took me through all the details of my card and the advantages. Another one that was even better than that um, was my wife bought something from Jet.com. There's a video of the CEO of Jet.com in a factory, and it zooms in on him, and he says, Hey, Tara, Come thank on. you for purchasing from Jet.com. And then it went into this whole thing. Now, he probably recorded thousands of names, and they spliced it together. Doesn't you know, matter. But That's it, so cool. It was delightful. Oh yeah. And I remembered both of those examples off the top of my head once I had a little bit of time with my diversion from foosball to think it up. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, now you know when we walk out of here, everyone who was playing foosball is going to be really mad at us because we made them that he, he stopped them on our behalf. So yeah, we got to deal with that. But that's all right. So I got two quick. We, examples. Hey, maybe we can delight them in some way with some sort of. We'll hand him chocolates. Something. Yeah, whatever. we'll send him chocolates. We'll give him dog toys. Um, yeah. So uh, two quick examples, both in the restaurant business, because I used to love, uh, I used to be in that business. Um, Il Molina, Las Vegas, one of the best dining experiences I've ever had. You sit down and they attack you, right? The service is unbelievable. And, uh, you know, they, they, they do some things. They bring you things you didn't order. They want you to taste them. Uh, but there's literally probably four or five guys on your table at all times. 
So that was one on the high-end side. But another one, Chick-fil-A, Joplin, Missouri. In the this Chick-fil-A, is not a joke either. No, 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 no. It's true. It, the, the Chick-fil-A store in Joplin, Missouri is their number one store in the country. And it is obvious why when you go there. Because I've been to five-star restaurants in different parts of the country that didn't hold a candle to the service that these guys deliver at Chick-fil-A. And they are employing 16-year-olds. Yeah. And I'm not kidding. They're getting some of the best 16-year-olds in the country. Now, I've been... so They're importing them. Yeah. So they have three <laughs> lanes, three drive through lanes that are taking orders and people are walking along beside your car and swiping your credit card. It's all done with by the iPads. time you get up there. Yeah. With iPads. You will see, if you go to this Chick-fil-A in Joplin, Missouri, you will see uh, like well-dressed men standing on the sidelines of these drive-through lanes observing and i know they're chick-fil-a owners from other markets they come there to learn what they're doing and by the way if you go to any other chick-fil-a after you've gone to this one you'd be like what is this what what is this i mean this is not as good but you you're seeing the best hey also isn't chick-fil-a headquartered like in atlanta there's a lot of there's a lot of world class happening ties back to Atlanta. You know, I wrote a letter to Truett Cathy once after reading his the book. founder of Chick Fil A. The founder of Chick Fil A. I was so impressed with his book, and the fact that he is a faith guy, which I connect to, and he actually wrote me back, and signed a book for me. Oh my gosh! How many letters do you think that guy gets? So there's another wow from Chick Fil A. But anyway, I've answered every letter they've sent me through Dos Marcos. So have I, but I haven't sent them anything like a book. But anyway, hey, question for you. Contrast. I love. I love what you were saying there. Here's here's a thought for you out there. Your company. Okay. Think about this. If people are doing business with your company, they're coming into your store, or if you're selling anything into retail, is the contrast between you and your competition so much that people go, "Wow, it's obviously different." Because if that isn't the case, then are you missing it? Are you missing an opportunity? And I would even say, and this this is maybe may require a bit of a deeper conversation, but think about the job to be done. What is the job that the consumer needs done when they come to you? Now, okay, maybe it's as simple as I need a comfortable mattress and I need it today, right? Okay, so the job to be done is they need a comfortable mattress and they need it today. Great. That's the simple job to be done. Just like at Chick-fil-A, the job to be done is get a chicken sandwich for lunch and go sit in the park. Right. It's not a complicated job to be done, but you can take the job to be done and you can make it a world-class experience, even if it's a simple job. Even at Chick-fil-A. Mm. I mean, it's just serving the sandwich. Hey, and by the way, I love that Chick-fil-A. One of the, I like Chick-fil-A sauce. Yeah. You see, it's the yellow. Sure. It almost looks like mustard. Sure. I looked at the ingredients in there. Mm. The first ingredient in Chick-fil-A sauce, barbecue sauce. Yeah. I'm like, barbecue sauce isn't an ingredient. Barbecue sauce has ingredients in it, but I respect <laughs> it. I like it because I like barbecue sauce too. So anyway, there you go. We, um, they, the Chick-fil-A guys get it and they get it done. Think about this. If you were in a store and the salesperson was asking you questions, tell me about your sleep, tell me about your pillow, tell me about the light in your room. Oh, your kids, what do they do? Blah, blah, blah. You find out that his kid plays soccer because you are doing a good job of building a connection with them. What if when they went home, 
um, that day and you had their email address, you sent them an email with a little link about local youth soccer and how it's on fire. And so, hey, I was thinking about you today. I came across this article and I thought, or maybe it's a YouTube video on, you know, how to dribble the ball better for kids or something like that. How cool would that be? It would be incredible. And I'll tell what you what. What does that cost? Not a lot. Not a lot. Here's what it costs you. It costs you, it costs you word of mouth. Which means if you give that to people, that moment of delight, they're going to contribute word of mouth. And if you didn't, it cost you the word of mouth because then it was just a transaction, which they can make anywhere. And I'll tell you who has a budget for this. They have a budget, like a line item giant budget for surprise and delight, Zappos. They mm. have it to this day. My, my friend, um, actually, when I went to Vegas one time, I tacked on half a day to go see Zappos headquarters because, again, I wanted to see world class. Yep. And... They took me through there and it's an amazing place. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. It's a fun factory. There's no doubt about it. But I think one of the biggest takeaways was when I was talking to Josh and, I, and he told me about his team that simply sits there and has customer service calls and figures out ways to surprise and delight people. So they had this older lady who loved knitting. They sent her a whole kit and a bunch of stuff um, because she, not because of anything happening, just because they found out that information. It's like when you discover something, that's the gold. When you discover something about somebody by asking good questions and being a good listener, there's the gold. If you, if you weave it there's, into the culture, right, to your point, that you have a budget for it, that's weaving it into the culture, right? If you weave it into the culture and you recognize people who do a good job of that, um, then it becomes more fun. How fun is it, too, to send somebody like a knitting kit or to really impress them or really go above and beyond? I mean, it's like, holy cow, that... You know, and, and then the people get fired up because they get the experience of what impact it has on other people and makes you want to do more of it. So, yeah. Does, does the masters and that experience make you want to, to go again or to have other experiences like that? It does. It does. And, um, but it inspires me in the, in, in exactly the way we're sharing it right now, which is it makes me want to be better at my job because I appreciate so much what they created there. And I love being able to talk about it. And I'm incredibly grateful, like profoundly grateful that I got a chance to go. I realize how special that is. So again, thanks to Mike Whitaker. Uh, and so, yeah, but if I can share a little bit of that story um, and we can apply it to what we do, then uh, maybe there's something even better than just my personal And I'll tell you enjoyment. what, you know, if we're in the middle of a big reset in the industry, which I think we are. No doubt. If we're in the middle of reinvention, you look at Tiger Woods and you think that guy was world-class, major fall, major health issues. Most people, most people are just going to reinvent themselves, but in a very different way. They become a commentator. They become somebody who does something different. Tiger went back and reinvented himself in the same vein that he was in before. Very difficult to do, but that's the inspiration that I draw from. If you're in the middle of this reinvention, reinvent yourself as a bigger, badder more javelina shooting version of yourself. Shoot a javelina, step back, pump the brakes, look at what you're doing, re-examine and go back after it, right? So before we cap this, just I saw a speaker go on stage one time and he had a unicycle. You ever seen a guy ride a unicycle? I have. Okay, yeah, so when they're up there, you, have you ridden? I've never ridden one. I was no. waiting for you to tell me that you have a unicycle. I do, I not, do not have a unicycle. We, 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 we were sitting here the other day, we saw a guy go, go by in a penny farthing. 
It's the big, for, it's the big wheel bicycle with Remember the little, with the, the little wheel behind it. And we were going, yeah. how do you, how do you get on that? The fact that you know the name for that is pretty impressive. I have to say, yeah, a penny farthing. Thank you. Wow. Anyway, so if you watch a guy in a unicycle, so this the speaker comes on stage, and I'm like, oh my gosh, here's a gimmick, right? But here's what he said: when you're on a unicycle, you have to you have to pedal it forwards and backwards, and forwards and backwards and forwards, because if you're standing straight up on a unicycle, you're going to fall over. If it's not in motion, there's no flat surface to a wheel, right? So, so you have to toggle it back and forth, back and forth. His comment was, you are never standing still in life. Um, I listened to an Anthony Robbins podcast about this yesterday as well. His comment, same thing. You're never standing still. You are either learning and growing and moving forward or you're going backwards. So if you feel like you're standing still, believe me, it's going backwards. It's like you pedal a bike up a hill and you like get to the very top. And then all of a sudden, at some point, you're going to slide right back down if you don't continue on over that hill. And so if you're standing still, people behind you are improving and getting better and working hard to create the wow experience of the master's. And if you're not doing the same thing, then you are definitely going to fall behind. So you're never standing still. Never stand still. You know, it's maybe a side analogy to that. But when you're on that unicycle, you have to engage not just your legs and the pedaling. You're engaging your core. Like you have to use those core muscles in order to maintain that momentum, whether you're going forward or backward. Think about that in terms of your business. What is the core of your business? You know, and what is that piece that you need to engage in order to move yourself forward? And it's okay, even if you're going a little bit backwards, to get your balance again and start moving forward again. Yeah, love that. Um, what is the core competency? No yeah. doubt. So uh, there you go. And uh, think about ways to wow. Get a brainstorm together with your team. Uh, and I'm telling you, don't make excuses on this one. It is um, all about the idea and the creativity and the intention and empowering your people and just having a desire to wow people um, because that wow could cost you absolutely nothing uh, or it could cost you something either way. Um, if you do it, it's got a big payoff. Love it, man. Well, hey, congratulations on yeah. inspiring Tiger Woods to win the Masters. That's uh, it's a big deal for Tiger and he probably couldn't have gotten there without you. I, I was a little disappointed, if I'm being honest, that at, in Butler Cabin there wasn't a little mention yeah, just for the guy on the 16th tee box. I, you know, I was thinking in my vision, Tiger Woods birdies 15. He's walking to the tee yeah. box on 16 and he's walking along totally intense and focused. And just for a moment, he looks over and he goes, mattress guy. Yeah. To you? Dos Marcos. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, or, or says something like, where's the other mark? Keeps going. I, I will tell you something funny. Whitaker and I are standing there. We're sitting at the 16th tee box and, you know, Mike Whitaker is like at this massively big uh, personality and like fun and, you know, like we're, he and I together, we're like, like, you know, like talking it up with everyone sitting around us. So we were all laughing, having a great time. So we decided when the golfers crossed from the, the rough into the short grass on their way to 16, as soon as they took that step over into the short grass, everyone erupted in applause because we wanted them to feel like this thing, right? So it yeah. was hilarious. So we we did. So we were all joking around that you know it's because of us that there was a hole in one earlier, and because you know. So anyway, that's pretty funny. And by the way, Tiger, for the record, he didn't birdie fourteen. I, I said I 15. wasn't on fourteen. I said fifteen. I know, but my point is, I wasn't on fourteen. <laughs> 
he buried 15 and 16, both of the holes that I was on. So you can call it coincidence. I don't think it's coincidence. I call it, put it in the history books. Me and Whitaker. I think we had a lot to do with it. All right. Well, hey, thanks to everybody for tuning in. And by the way, hop over, like if you have an iPhone or you have an Android, you can leave us a message. Ooh. Go to anchor.fm. So it's A-N-C-H-O-R. So anchor.fm. And F- you can get M that. M is in Mary? Frank Mary? Frank Mary. Anchor As dot a, Frank Mary. All right. Yeah. Or you can search for the Anchor app. It's purple in the i in the app store. And here's the thing. You search. Once you download the app, you search Dos Marcos. Okay. We pop up. You click on it. You go to the listen button. You go to the listen button. And then type in Dos Marcos. Right. Yeah. Go to the listen button. Type in Dos Marcos. And then once you add our podcast, there's a little button where you can hit, click leave voice message. Ooh. So leave it like if we're missing a point that you want us to explore, if you want to tack on an idea, if you just want to give us a shout out, we're going to start putting some of that stuff in the show. Yeah. So do that. So check it out here. I'll put a link on, by the way, this is um, up on Facebook right now, facebook.com forward slash Dos Marcos podcast. I'll put a link to, to the anchor app so you can just go there and get it. It's easy too. Good enough, man. Another cool. one. Another one down. We'll see you guys later. You can bounce on it. What is a hybrid? It's like peanut butter jelly, peanut butter chocolate. Hybrid so tight, there's no way that you could topple it. Hybrid on my wrist, that's a calculator watch. We add ourselves together and we take it up a notch. Got the airflow, yo, keep you cool as it get. Visco foam alone to make you drip sweat. Get a hybrid mattress, yes, you'll get better rest. Cool and comfortable, hybrid like a sweater vest. You know the game, we're ahead of the sun. Cause the two of us together are way better than one. Cause I'm cool. And I'm hot like a heater Bounce by the ounce Now Now we got got it by the leader Well you take a spring And you wrap it up right You can sleep so smooth Or bounce all night Put two together Get a whole lot more Get the feel of the comfort core You can bounce on it Lay back You don't have to practice It's the best thing to happen To your mattress Get together to do it like I did Everybody get hybrid If you want somebody to get in your vicinity, you probably want to feel a little bit of a hybridity. Foam alone, out of five, maybe one star. Springs and foam, we're taking care of that lumbar. Mad back support, the best way to shack up or just get rest that won't mess your back up. Like a hot chick mixed with a particle physicist or a mullet. Party in the back of the business. Best of both worlds like Mars and Venus. The ultimate hybrid. Keeping it loose while keeping it tight We can make you sleep or play all night Put two together, get a whole lot more Get the feel of the comfort core You can bounce on it No stopping when the beat gets played back Springs keep it popping, foam keeps it laid back Party over here, get invited Everybody get hybrid Listen, doesn't matter if your kitchen is charming When your bedroom's the most important part of the apartment What kind of bed do you keep back there? Does your girl want to chill on a beanbag chair? Hell no! You need springs and foam Cause if that bowling ball don't bounce You'll be sleeping alone And if the bed don't react Then you can't get low We got that type of bounce That won't spill your Merlot So stick with us and you'll get rewarded Cause I'm so gentle And I'm so supportive is where the magic is. And we just killed a song about mattresses. mattresses.